Today is June 4th, and this is Big Fish Small Pod, the daily show here at Fish Stripes that'll keep you up to speed on today for the Miami Marlins, catching you up in 10 minutes or less. Yesterday began with the activation of Eliezer Hernandez off of the 60-day IL so that he could start last night against the Pittsburgh Pirates. As a result of that transaction, Luis Marte was designated for assignment to make room on the 40-man roster, while Luis Brinson was optioned back to AAA to free up a spot on the 26. All for a game at PNC Park and for the solidification of the starting rotation. Activating Eliezer Hernandez off of the 60-day DL and giving the Miami Marlins starting rotation a starting five for the first time in 2021. But last night was not about that. As Eliezer's night got underway, it was obvious that after a lengthy rehabilitation, he still had it. Throughout his start, he effectively mixed his fastball and slider. As the first time through the order, only Cabrian Hayes and Brian Reynolds were able to squeeze out hits as Hernandez attacked the strike zone consistently. It wasn't until the fourth that the Pirates broke through with their first run on a Brian Reynolds home run. And those were the only three times the Pirates made it on base against Eliezer. Those two hits by Brian Reynolds and the hit by Cabrian Hayes. As Eliezer also avoided free passes in his five innings of work, he struck out six Pirates. The Marlins kept it close as Jazz brought in birdie on a single of his own to keep the game tied going to the sixth. Eliezer Hernandez led off with a single, and Starling Marte smashed a double deep to get Eliezer to third. Jesus Aguilar put the ball in play, grounding out but advancing the runners as Eliezer Hernandez scored and pulled up hurt. A strained left quad, which manager Don Mattingly said after the game, is not a day-to-day thing, as he'll be heading back to the IL. With the trouble spot in the Pirates' order up to bat and the pitching plan in disarray, the Marlins sent out Ross Detweiler, and Cabrian Hayes squared up a triple and scorched a ball at 112 miles per hour. In the seventh, Anthony Bass, after allowing a leadoff single, Jorge Alfaro took it upon himself to get the runner stealing second as Ben Gamble was caught for the first out. From there, Anthony locked it down and passed the ball to Dylan Floro for the eighth. Dylan worked quickly, recording two quick outs and a quick Adam Frazier single. All occurred before the wheels really fell off. Back-to-back walks on pitches nowhere close to the zone loaded the bases for catcher Jacob Stallings, whose 11th double of the season put the Pirates ahead on Dylan Flores' third-blown save of the year. Baseball savant pegged his fastball as a little slow and a little low on the RPM tonight, just for those of you looking for possible causes underneath it. But early count swinging by the bottom of the Marlins' order didn't get it done as Miami fell to 24-31 and on the year for their sixth straight loss. In Jacksonville, the recently signed infielder Justin Twine provided the offense, with an RBI single in the first to score Brian Miller, while Luis Maduro took the mound as a possible next man up for the Miami rotation. And he was effective. After a May in which he debuted and was hit around by both the Arizona Diamondbacks 
and last week's Durham Bulls, Luis Maduro started out June with 78 pitches across 20 batters. Good, and he was good enough for five shutout innings and seven strikeouts against the Gwinnett Stripers. As the second time through the order, Luis put Christian Pache, Drew Waters, Johan Carmago, and Jason Kipnis down on strikes, repeating the feat in the fifth against Christian Pache and Drew Waters for their second consecutive strikeout against Luis Maduro. Well, Jesus Sanchez took a walk to open the door in the sixth, Justin Twine took the next pitch deep for a triple. Lewin Diaz brought him in and gave Jax the runs it needed. But Corey Bird compounded the lead with an RBI triple of his own and scored another run on a wild cutoff attempt. While the striper golf offense got it going against the bullpen, closer Stephen Okert was brought in as a stopper with runners on base and earned the hold and kept the team ahead as he's continued to impress, allowing just a single run on the year so far. In Pensacola, J.J. Blabay went yard in the ninth for his second home run of the year. Despite a career-high walk rate for Blabay, perhaps a talent at the plate has not yet been able to regularly find hits through the season's first month, as to this point he's had a fairly slow start without much oomph behind the bat. Now the pitch. There's a swing and a drive deep to right, and this baby is gone! A moonshot for Blade, his second. And the Wahoos are on the board. It is now 5-2. But that homer was it for the Blue Wahoos, as the bats never got it going with just three hits on the game. And the Mississippi Braves were able to find some runs against Jeff Lindgren, who pitched to a 3.38 ERA after allowing three runs on five innings pitched. As the bullpen played from behind, Dylan Bice came in, allowed two runs. Sean Gunther turned in his eighth straight scoreless outing. While in the ninth, Andrew Bayati, that might be it made his Marlins debut, striking out the side. The snappers got it done with the bat despite no hits in the first three batters in the lineup. Will Banfield got it going with a three-hit night of his own. As the recently promoted 23-year-old Troy Johnston hit his first home run in high A. In all, the Beloit snappers scored seven runs on ten hits and put pressure all around, with stolen bases by Thomas Jones and Cam Meisner. Will Bamfield also got in the, on the action, throwing a pickoff with the runner on third, and himself collected two errors on catcher interference. All while Zach King pitched five shutout innings on 69 pitches, allowing just four base runners and three strikeouts. A decent outing all around. The River Bandits did make a run at it, scoring five against the snapper bullpen, but Taylor Mitzel locked it down to collect his fifth save. Jupiter, the Hammerheads, they fell behind early as Chris Mokma made it through six after allowing three runs in the fifth inning as the Palm Beach Cardinals 
were swinging early in the count, smashing extra base hits this time around. Chris Mokma did make it through six. The Hammerheads made a run at it as two RBI hits by Cameron Barstad tied it up. But in Justin Sterner's second inning of work out of the bullpen, he allowed back-to-back walks to set up the Cardinal walk-off. Today, Game 2 against the Pirates will begin at the prompt, perhaps, Pittsburghian time of 7.05 p.m. Cody Poteet will get the start against Mitch Keller, who suffered an oblique injury amidst an otherwise effective 2020. But even MLB.com has noted him as self-aware of his inconsistencies in 2021. Expect a transaction before the game to make better use of what has typically been a 14th pitcher in that 26th roster spot, as Eliezer seems bound for the injured list. Stay tuned to Fish Stripes for any updates ahead of the game time, such as who might get the call from Jacksonville. We don't know, but we know something is imminent. Uh, we'll have whatever's out there for you on fishstripes.com. We'll have the game thread up ahead of game time. Uh, otherwise, check out our Twitter for more updates, highlights, and everything else to get you through to that 7.05 start.